Welcome to Draft Utopia on Anchor. My name is Chris Ransom. Today I will be breaking down some news and sports. NHL Seattle will unveil their team name in the fall. That is the big news in the NHL. NBA is playing in a bubble. They're the quarantine MLS is going to resume July 8th. Players and MLB are close to a deal. After being fairly divided on the issue, they're close to a deal. It looks like we will have baseball in 2020. And it looked like there wasn't going to be any baseball for a while. So that's great news for Major League Baseball. Um, Jussie Saros and Pekka Rene are going to compete for the number one goalie job. Yeah, and Rene's always been the starting goalie of Nashville, but it's at the point where him and Jussie Soros are going to compete for the job in the qualifier. And the NBA's got their detailed plan for a restart. We're talking August, July 31st. July 31st is the date. And I'm just looking to see what's been reported in the world of sports, like the news. The Perfect Game National Showcase is on right now. That is going to feature prospects in the 2021 MLB Draft. That's currently being aired on MLB.com, and I am going to check it out because I didn't think that was on today, but it is. And then the MLS is going to be July 8th. Now, before I dive into today's prospect profile and the team I'm going to be previewing in NBA's State of the Franchise, as well as the week one games. I'm going to break down my top five week one games in the NFL too. Before I dive into those topics and end the show, um, I'm going to break down... What the heck was I going to say? Because the perfect game showcase, that features 2021 MLB prospects. That's kind of a big deal. So I'm going to break that down. But the top five games in week one... Gonna start with those games right now. Okay, so there's five games to watch in week one. Houston versus Kansas City, the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be the Thursday night game, the opener. And the Texans are going to face the Chiefs. That's going to be a big opener. Watson versus Mahomes, the top two quarterbacks in the 2017 NFL Draft, are going to face off in Kansas City. Houston had that 24-0 lead before Kansas City rallied back to win in the divisional round. Green Bay faces Minnesota. That's going to feature the top two teams in the NFC North last year in Minnesota. Green Bay swept Minnesota last season. 
So Minnesota's obviously going to be hungry for revenge. The Browns are going to face the Ravens. That's going to be a rematch of the Week 4 game where the Browns came into Baltimore. Nick Chubb lit it up on the ground, got over 100 rushing yards, and the Browns beat the Ravens to push Baltimore down to 2-2. Two and two. This is a big must-win game for both of those teams. Arizona faces San Francisco. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be facing Richard Sherman, that 49ers defense. So Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk are going to be going against those Niner corners. And then Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus New Orleans Saints. Tom Brady's debut against Drew Brees and the Saints. So there's a lot of exciting week one games. I'd say there's at least two early games, two afternoon games in the Thursday night game that both look like, that all look like must watch games for week one of the NFL season. But there's 16 games in week one. Those are my top five games for the first week of the NFL season. And now I'm going to get into the Anthony Edwards pick. <laughs> but yes, the... Cavaliers have Darius Garland at point guard. They moved Colin Sexton to shooting guard. C.D. Osmond is the small forward. Kevin Love is the power forward. And Andre Drummond is exercising his player option. He's expected to remain with the Cavs. So if Drummond does not remain with the Cavs, then Wiseman at two would be the pick. But Anthony Edwards, 6'5", 225, he, pure two at shooting guard. You can move Colin Sexton back to point guard. You can make Garland the sixth man. Um... Anthony Edwards, though, has the sh sh short-range, mid-range, and long-range shots effectively. Great passer, terrific court vision, has the offensive awareness, defensive awareness, and basketball IQ. Want a shooting guard to have, defends well against ones and twos. He can shut down a guard opposing him. And drafting the top recruit, not named James Wiseman, and moving Sexton back to the point makes Cleveland a contender. And Edwards had 19.1 points per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, 2.8 assists per game, 1.3 blocks, 40.2 field goal percentage, a 77.2 free throw percentage, and a 29.4 three-point percentage in 32 games. And he's easily someone who can score between 21 and 25 points a game, depending on how many shots he can hit. And he's got the ceiling to develop into a player that averages 35 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals per game. And... Just putting him with Colin Sexton in that starting lineup and having Garland as like a sixth man is going to make Cleveland scary good. And really, that's all the Cavs have to do. Because if they get a player like Anthony Edwards in the lottery, they're going to be in a very good position long term. Also, we are going to have a new segment. Starting on June 29th, Draft Utopia is going to have a segment called What the FBS. Now... In what the FBS, this is basically going to be like season outlooks. This is going to be like our State of the Franchise segment, except it's going to be for college football teams. State, it's going to be State of the, what the FBS is going to be State of the Franchise with the 130 college football teams. I'll go over the depth chart, do lots of research. But the Cleveland Cavaliers are a team that has a good starting five already. They just need bench players. And if you get a guy, you get a shooting guard like Anthony Edwards, and you move Garland to a backup guard role, 
you'll have Colin Sexton, you'll have Anthony Edwards, you'll basically have the Splash Brothers in Cleveland, plus you'll have Andre Drummond back, and Kevin Love will be back, and you'll have a lot of talent around this team as well. And I think that is what's going to make the Cleveland Cavaliers a contender long-term because you look at the state of the Eastern Conference right now, Giannis isn't a free agent until 2022. So if you get Anthony Edwards, you can assert yourself as a contender in the Eastern Conference without LeBron James by 2022. And then you've got maybe two or three other teams in the Eastern Conference with good starting five. So the Philadelphia 76ers, the Miami Heat, and the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors have the best defense. They have five starters that can average 10 points a game, but they don't have that star. They don't have Kawhi Leonard carrying the team. So really outside of the Bucks, I think the two biggest threats are the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. And Cleveland, just by getting Anthony Edwards, they could enter the conversation and potentially rise to the fourth best team in the conference next year. They're still a ways away from contending, but Anthony Edwards is just that much of a difference maker for them like he they could actually win a series with him and then they'll be in the right direction because there's a lot of teams in the eastern conference with good starting fives but there's no depth players and cleveland's i think it's more coaching than anything else they need better coaching better defending because they can score they got guys in this lineup that can average 10 points a game easily when healthy but they need their starting five to stay healthy which was an issue at times this season you get Anthony Edwards, it's no longer going to be an issue because you'll have the guys you need. And I think that's really what you got to look at with this situation because those are the things you got to look at. But as far as NFL Week 1, Texans, Chiefs, Watson versus Mahomes. Kansas City's got a very good offensive line. Houston has J.J. Watt still, but their pass rush isn't what it used to be. Texans don't have Hopkins, and that's going to really test the leadership of Deshaun Watson. Kansas City's going to have all 22 starters from their Super Bowl 54 team back, and they'll have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie out of LSU, making his debut. And in the Packers-Vikings game, it's Cousins versus Rodgers. The Vikings reloaded in the draft. They lost Stephon Diggs, but they got Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU, and Jeff Gladney, the TCU corner. So the Packers are going to have to game plan against those guys. But they, David Bakhtiari doesn't have to worry about Everson Griffin or Daniel Hunter. And Daniel Hunter might be able to get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. If he can get by Green Bay's right tackle, Ricky Wagner, that could be an interesting matchup. For the Vikings, can they capitalize on that? Third game, I broke this one down earlier a few minutes ago. But the third game involves the Browns and Ravens. Both teams, if Jedrick Wills wins the left tackle job, both teams will have the offensive line, the quarterback play, the corners. And you're just looking at a very fun overall chess match. Both teams will have the receivers as well. The Bra Ravens drafted two receivers in 2019. They got two more in 2020. The Browns have Landry and Beckham. They got Donovan Peoples-Jones. They brought back Hollywood Higgins. They brought back David Njoku to play with Austin Hooper. So you're looking at a very fun, very evenly matched chess matchup between the Ravens and Browns. And the Browns got Grant Delpit in the draft. The Ravens got Patrick Queen. 
So the two LSU teammates would be playing against each other. The Ravens also got J.K. Dobbins to compliment Mark Ingram. He may eventually be the starting running back on that team. So you're just looking at a lot of chess piece, chess matchups between the Browns and Ravens. Um, Orlando Brown returning as the starting right tackle for the Ravens. The Browns signed Jack Conklin to free agency. So they're going to be a team to watch. Like the Ra that Ravens-Browns game has a lot of chess matchups. Miles Garrett returning from his suspension. They're the Browns are trying to make a last-minute push for Jade Vion Clowney. They've gone up from $12 million to $15 million to $18 million on a one-year deal. And they still can't get Clowney to sign the dot the line. Like the Browns have even said they're willing to pay up to $18 million, but Clowney does not want to go to Cleveland for one year for $18 million because of Cleveland has not produced a winner. It's like, take the money, Clowney. That's a lot of money. I don't think you're going to even come close to $18 million on any other team. So put your ego aside and take the money unless you want to retire. Because if you turn down this offer, I don't think Clowney's ever getting another offer in the league again. And he'll have to either get into coaching or something else or retire from the league, which if that's what you want us to do, that's fine. But you're going to have to start planning that next part of your career. As, or you could just wait till you go broke and then you could just... Clowney's got made millions of dollars. I don't think he's ever going to go broke. He's made millions and millions of dollars. So, and then the final two games, Arizona-San Francisco, I talked about this game. You've got the Super Bowl 54 runner-up hosting Arizona Cardinals, and Arizona's got a lot of talent. They've got a very good offensive line. DJ Humphreys got extended. They have a lot of pieces in play. Arizona got Isaiah Simmons in the draft. The 49ers got Kinlaw. So seeing Javon Kinlaw go up against that very good Arizona offensive line, Justin Murray back at right tackle. You're going to have Mason Cole, A.Q. Shipley, guys that can come in and be difference makers in Arizona going up against Arik Armstead, Kinlaw, D. Ford, Nick Bosa. Very good defensive line for the 49ers, which was the strength of their unit last year. It was the strength of their defensive line, the strength of their defense as a whole. And then you got guys like Quan Alexander, Dre Greenlaw, and Fred Warner. Very good linebacking core for the 49ers. So those guys can run, cover, hit hard, do a lot on tape. Weston Richburg's coming back from his injury as the starting center for the 49ers. Trent Williams is taking over for Joe Staley at left tackle. So Chandler Jones versus Trent Williams. Mike McGlinchey will be playing right tackle. And I just think it's going to be a very fun matchup. That game's kind of like a chess match, too, when you break down all the matchups in depth. And then the final game being the Buccaneers and the Saints, Brady versus Breeze, two goats, the two goats of the league. They're going to be facing off against each other twice a year, but the first game is in New Orleans. It's going to be a big game between the Buccaneers and the Saints. Bruce Arians versus Sean Payton, two offensive-minded head coaches, two quarter, Hall of Fame quarterbacks carrying these teams, carrying these franchises. I mean, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, the, the depth and variety of receivers Tampa has. They extended Donovan Smith. They drafted right tackle Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. So just a lot of fun matchups. And then when we go back to the Cavs for state of the franchise, 
they have a good starting five. I don't think it really matters where they end up in the draft, but if they end up with Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman, they're going to be in a very good position. Otherwise, they might still be rebuilding because there's a lot of NBA teams with good starting fives. And the Cavs are one of these teams that's heading in the right direction. They just need the right coach. They've got the lineup. They've got the players. They just need the coach that's going to help them improve their defensive play, play better defense, and help this team take that next step. Because that's really all the Cavs need if they're going to be a contender long term. And I mentioned Anthony Edward in the prospect profile. I broke him down as the short range, long range, medium range, can pass the ball, great basketball IQ, offensive and defensive awareness is there, can defend against ones or twos at point guard or shooting guard, 6'5", 220. Anthony Edwards just brings a lot to the table. Number one recruit, not named James Wiseman, consensus number two overall recruit. So Anthony Edwards just brings a lot, and so for the Cavs to get him or Wiseman would be huge because if Andre Drummond decides he doesn't want to renew his contract, or exercise that player option, the Cavs holding a new center. And I think Wiseman would be the best fit if they if the Warriors pass on Wiseman at one. I think he'd be the best fit at two. But if they can't get him, then I would look to Anthony Edwards. Because those two players, they played in college. They're going to be the guys that headline this draft class. Yeah, and LaMelo Ball's another player that could enter this conversation. But is he going to start or are you going to put him on the bench? That's really the big question you got to ask yourself. Thanks so much for tuning into the Draft Utopia podcast. You can like me on Facebook, like our page on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, connect with me on LinkedIn. You can go to our YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel for more awesome content. And you can go to BitChute, watch some old college sports games for fun. I had fun breaking down the Cleveland Cavaliers and state of the franchise today, as well as week one games in the NFL season. I'm not going to reveal my winners just yet, just revealing those top five games for week one. And I'm going to start working on my NHL mock draft now that my computer is fixed and there's no noise in the background. I'm going to start working on that three-round NHL mock draft that our audience has been dying to read. Also, tomorrow's podcast will feature Oren Shiri. So the Friday, and it will be at 6 p.m. I'll be recording it at 6. We'll upload it to Anchor around 7. It'll be an afternoon show. And then at... Then on Friday, I guess I'll break down some more of week two. Weeks two and three. I'll be breaking down two teams in State of the Franchise. So basically... I'll be breaking down, I guess I'll break down MLB on Friday in the state of the franchise, but I'll break down two prospects. I'll break down an NHL and an NBA prospect on Friday, along with um, some MMLB stuff. Uh, the team, the Blue Jays is the team that our fans picked for the Friday episode of State of the Franchise. And coming June 29th will be the premiere of What the FBS, where I break down an FBS roster in depth, look at all the NFL prospects on that team, go in, watch the film, try to get a better feel for what players teams need to look out for from said FBS college. My name is Chris Ransom. I'm signing off. Enjoy your Wednesday afternoon, folks.